Hello everyone, great to be speaking to you today. Um, I love uh, being able to set out the vision at the start of each new year. But uh, the beginning of 2021 is really not how we would expect to be starting a new year, is it really? It's a challenging time that continues. Uh, a year ago, we were just beginning to hear of this thing called coronavirus, this thing called COVID-19. And here we are now, a year on, and it is still having a huge impact on our lives and will continue to do so, no doubt. But as I was thinking about uh, this year and what God wants us to be focusing on and moving into, I was really struck, first of all, by the fact that last year was 2020. And it struck me that we just repeated the numbers, 2020. And it was like a description of what was happening for so many of us and what it felt like. We were stuck. It was staying the same, 2020. But then it struck me that this year is 2021. It's going up. It's counting up. And I really do believe that this year is a time to look up, to count up, to go forward and go out. That 2021 is a time for going up. Now, clearly, there's not going to be a massive amount of change, certainly in the next few weeks and months. Uh, externally, things are going to be very similar. But I believe that we can get ourselves ready to be prepared, as the scout motto says. I was brought up as a scout and I was taught to be prepared. And I feel that God's saying, be ready, be prepared. 2021 is a year for going up, for counting up, for looking forward. And the way we're going to do that is by two phrases. We get, God is calling us afresh to be Jesus-centred and Jesus-sent. That is what he wants us to be doing in 2021, to be ready, to be prepared. And in order to do that, he wants us to be Jesus-centred and Jesus-sent. First of all, being Jesus-centred. Everything is because of Jesus. We've been singing about it in our worship times this morning. It's all because of him and it's all for him. Hebrews 12, verse 1 to 2, a famous verse that many of us will know. It says, let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us and how it's felt like a race of perseverance, certainly over the last few months. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Jesus is the one who has made it all possible. He's the one who enables us to keep running. He wants us to run the race by fixing our eyes on him. It's all about you, Jesus. As McFly sung, it's all about you, but not about baby, but about Jesus. There's a line in that song from McFly that says, you make my life worthwhile. It's all about you. God's calling us afresh to be Jesus-centred people, to focus on him, that everything would be about him and everything would be for him. This is so important. It's about actively focusing on Jesus, ensuring Jesus is a priority, a real priority in our lives. Starting each day with him, ending each day with him and punctuating throughout the day moments 
to draw aside with him. We want to be focusing on him in all we do, bringing, setting reminders uh, to come back and draw aside to be with him. Next week, we're starting a new series as a church that's going to help us to focus on Jesus, to be Jesus centred. We're going to be working our way through the Gospel of Mark. And if you haven't yet started to look into it, I just encourage, indeed challenge you to read the whole of Mark's Gospel in readiness for that preaching series. It's an incredibly short book. It's only 16 chapters long. And in fact, if you feel that reading it is too tricky, you can listen to it. You can access it on various uh, websites and things. Some, one of them is Bible Gateway. You can choose the NIV UK and you can listen to, listen to the beautiful voice of David Suchet reading Mark's gospel to you. And if you do that, it takes about an hour and a half to listen to the whole of Mark's gospel. That's the length of a film. So I just encourage you, take steps, take initiatives over these coming days and weeks and months to be Jesus centred, to focus on him. Use whatever is available to you, whether it's apps on your phone, whether it's looking at Instagram posts and videos from, from kind of church leaders or whether it's reading stuff that we've got uh, out on our Facebook group, whether it's uh, listening to preachers, accessing devotionals, reading Bible commentaries, whatever it might be to help you focus on Jesus, actively focus on him this year. Being Jesus-centred is also about building a relationship with him, seeking him and investing in that relationship. Just like a human relationship, it takes time, it takes effort. Jesus is calling us to invest in the relationship with him. He desires and longs to be intimate, to have that friendship with you that is closer than any brother. He's putting it out there. He's saying, will you come and know me? Be close to me. Put times in your diary if need be. Jesus time. I'm going to block in a time Friday afternoon, Monday morning, whatever it might be. I'm going to block in time and make sure that it's my time to invest in my relationship with Jesus. Lingering in his presence, reading his word, praying, grabbing hold of opportunities to pray with others, praying on your own. Praying with, a, with the Lectio 365 app, whatever it might be, using these different things at our, that we have as resources to help us to invest in our relationship with Jesus. Being Jesus-centred is about asking for his help, relying on him. He wants us to call out to him in times of difficulty. He is still the rock. He is still the unshakable one. You know. Throughout this whole pandemic, Jesus is still faithful. He is still good. His service has never been interrupted. You know, we might have had issues with our internet. We might have had issues contacting different people. But our service from God continues throughout. There's never a blip in the service. There's never a gap in the coverage. He is always there and he longs for us to rely on him. The other day, Emma was reminding us... He wants us to be treat him like oxygen, that reliance to breathe in and, and, and just lean on him. One of the songs that um, just 
keeps coming round and round in my head is that Matt Mayer song, Lord, I Need You. It's, it's a, for me, it's like a theme song for this period. And I'm not ashamed to say it. I lean on God. I need him. There are so many challenges around at the moment from all sorts of different places. I find myself singing this song, Lord, I come, I confess. Bowing here, I find my rest. Without you, I fall apart. You're the one that guides my heart. Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour, I need you. My one defence, my righteousness. Oh, God, how I need you. Being Jesus-centred is about relying on him, asking for his help. It's also about involving Jesus in our decisions. You know, there's that, that bracelet that many Christians wear and that slogan, WWJD, what would Jesus do? Well, involving Jesus in our decisions is really asking, what would Jesus do? What would he say? What would he think about this situation, about this thing? And for many of us, maybe it's about ask, involving Jesus in our decisions earlier in the decision making process. For some of us, it's involving him at all. But for other of us, maybe it's involving him earlier in the process. You know, there's times when there's something that I really want to do or really want to happen. And I must confess I involve Jesus kind of in the last step, almost. And this is a danger I think many of us go to. We kind of get to the point of knowing what we want to do. And then we say, Lord, bless what I have already decided I'm going to do. Get on board with my plan, God. No, being Jesus centred is aligning ourselves with what God wants. Asking him, what do you want me to do, say or think in this situation? Bring me in line with your thought. You are the Lord, not me. Being Jesus-centred is also about having nothing to do with unhelpful stuff. The beginning bit of Hebrews 12.1 says, Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Let us throw it off. Let's have nothing more to do with anything that would hinder me running the race, with me fixing my eyes on Jesus. I'm going to have nothing more to do with it. Whatever that might be for you, for me, there may well be different things that would be unhelpful and a hindrance to us. But if we're going to have that attitude, as the writer of Hebrews said, we're going to have nothing to do with it so that we can be Jesus-centred. It may not be sin. It may be other things that would be good, but they're not God. but it may well include sin. We need to deal with it. We need to make sure it's nothing, nothing in our lives that would stop us from being Jesus-centred this year. Philippians 3, verse 12 to 14. These are verses we had as a key verses for us as a church years ago, but they're still so important today. They say, not that I've already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal 
to win the prize for which God has called me heavenwards in Christ Jesus. As we go into a new year, Jesus wants us to press on, forget what's gone behind. Let's have nothing more to do with it. Let's press on, be Jesus focused, Jesus centered. In what ways? In our relationship with him, in our reliance on him, in setting our priorities, in making decisions. He wants us to be Jesus centered. Secondly, as we go into 2021, he wants us to be Jesus sent. 2021 is about counting up, looking up, but it's also about going forward and going out. Now, I'm not much of a sportsman. You probably are really surprised to hear that. Looking at me, you must think he is an incredible athlete. Just look at those bulging biceps. He is clearly a man who just is full of energy and activity. Well, I'm sorry to say that's not me. However, for a while, I was fairly into American football. And um, I know at the beginning of play of an American football match, not a football match, an American football match, they would uh, they call, make calls to their fellow teammates before they send the ball out. They send out calls to kind of give them a heads up about how they're going to play, whether they're going to go to the left or the right or whatever it might be and who they're going to pass to. And they use different codes involving numbers and colours. But one of the ones that kind of is stuck in my memory, whether it actually was a call or not, I don't know. But one of the ones that stuck in my memory was 41, 42, hop, hop, hop. And again, it's the idea they were counting up before they went out. And from going out, they sent the ball out and they were ready for action. It was a chant, a call to their teammates to get ready. It's time to go and we're going to take this field for ourselves. At the beginning of 2021, I'm saying to you, church, get ready. Let's go. It's time to go forward. We have been sent by Jesus. We have a purpose and a value. If you're thinking, well, what, what am I? Who am I? Jesus declares you are an ambassador for him. That's how the Bible talks about us. If you're a follower of him, if you would call yourself a Christian, you are an ambassador for Christ. You have been given a purpose and a value to represent him, to go into the world and make him known. You know, as we go, as we are being Jesus sent, we carry the fragrance. If you like, we are Jesus scented as well as being Jesus sent. And how does that scent get circulated? We are, how, what are we to do when we are sent? Well, our primary calling is to love. We are to love. People are in need of love and care. We know that. And I guess these last few months have just highlighted that to us even more. The desperation, the darkness, the loneliness. People need our love and care. And we can go beyond what the world can. How? Because we know a love that goes beyond all measure. We are loved by Jesus. He said, I love you. I'm going to hang on a cross so that you would know me. I'm going to take all the punishment you deserve so that you can be forgiven. I'm going to die so that you can live. 
that is the love with which we are loved. And it's a and it's a huge, huge ocean of love which we are loved with that we can never exhaust. And what we do when we love those around us, when we love our neighbours and our work colleagues and our friends and our family, we are just dipping into this huge ocean of love with cupfuls or bucketfuls or bathful loads, whatever it might be, we can never exhaust the love with which we're loved. We get to pass it on to others. As we are Jesus sent, we can demonstrate our culture traits that really do transform the atmosphere. When we honour someone, when we value them and encourage them, it shifts something. That's not how a lot of the world behaves. We've seen that clearly enough in the news and even in the last week. People don't honour, but when we honour, we change things. We bring something of the fragrance of God's kingdom to those around us. When we are generous, when we are courageous and step out, when we forgive, when we accept, when we live with honesty and integrity, we are changing the situations. And when we are sent, we are sent to be their hope, to carry hope. We know a hope that is for eternal eternity. There is Our hope is certain and secure. Jesus has paid the price once and for all so that we can live with him forever. We can know him now. We have a hope that can never be shaken because it relies on the God who is never shaken. We are containers of hope and we can carry that out to those around us. In an uncertain world, we have a certain future. In the darkness, we bring and show the light of the world to those around us. Jesus said to his disciples all those years ago and still says to us, go into the world and tell them, tell them this good news. Bill Moore in his book, Straight to the Heart of Mark, which I guess many of you are getting hold of at the moment as we go into this series on Mark next week. He talks about sharing our faith and telling others about Jesus. And he challenges us to go public about our faith in contrast to putting a light under a bush and hiding it away. He challenges us to be generous, to sow widely, and he challenges us to be expectant as we do so. We have a hope and we can pass that on to others. So we're called to be Jesus sent. But how, where, when, in what, I would say we do that in whatever way we can. We all have different things available to us. We are all able to do different things at the moment. Some are more able to get out and about and, and, and engage with people in person than others because of our work context. Some of us are having to stay at home, but in whatever way we can, God says, go, be sent. You are my ambassadors. John Wesley possibly said this. If it wasn't him, someone didn't. It was brilliant. Do all the good you can by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, in, uh, to all the people you can as long as you ever can. 
what means and ways do you have? Maybe an exercise walk with someone, maybe a phone call or a text or a video call or message, maybe sending them a letter or a card. Maybe it's simply a smile across a screen or across a train carriage. Maybe it's taking someone a meal, sharing an online post, giving practical help. Let your imagination run wild, church. What time do you have? Maybe you're someone who actually has quite a lot of time on your hands at the moment. Jesus says, use it, be sent. Or maybe you only have a few minutes. What can you do with the time that you have got available? What people can you reach? You can reach someone different than someone on a different screen right now. Friends, family, neighbours, work colleagues, strangers in the supermarket. There are still people that we can engage with. What existing opportunities could you use or expand? What new opportunities could you take? Even in a pandemic, there are opportunities we can take. For me, I've just registered to be a steward at the vaccination centres. I've yet to have a response, but I thought that's something I can do. What do you have at your disposal right now? How could you use them to bless others? Why not ask God to give you some ideas of what you could do? Be available. Be ready to respond. Clearly, in order to do this well, in order to be ambassadors for Christ, to take hope, we need to be confident of the hope ourselves, which brings us back to being Jesus-centred. So 2021, we're counting up, we're looking up, we're going forward, we're going out. This year, let's be Jesus-centred, actively focusing on him, building relationship with him, asking him for help, relying on him. Involving Jesus in our decisions and having nothing to do with unhelpful stuff. Let's be Jesus sent, loving others, demonstrating kingdom culture traits and being their hope. Let's do all we can to get ready, be prepared, grab the opportunity. Because God's got incredible plans for you and me and for KCC.